You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So I'm going to tell you, when we first started, I was literally uh, going off of just common sense. I had, I made mistakes. I had to like bump my head and figure things out. And then now I have a better handle I can honestly say what has grown the business is not marketing is a is a is a certain percentage, but it's it's more word of mouth. Sure. Word of mouth and the service that you give to your clients. Mm-hmm. Episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's up? Derek, we're giving a precursor visit to one of our new favorite buildings in downtown Buffalo. So we'll start with our formal introductions because you're uh, you're a rising star on the spot. Yeah, so man. appreciate we'll, it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start with your business, um, your name, your title, all the formality nonsense, and then yeah. we'll just dive into your story. Sure. Uh, let's just get it out of the way. My name is Oral Roberts. I'm the darker version. And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, let's get it out. Everybody calls me, oh, let's not go into the first name and all that. Yeah. Leave it alone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I am the owner of Coven Mill Barbering Company here in the silos at Elk Street. Um, we've been here now going on three years, two and a half, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah. And this is a historical site. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of stuff going on here in the building. Um yeah, man. This. Did you just fall into this spot, or did you look for this particular spot? Very good question. So I started off at a shop on Elmwood. Okay. 
And then my clientele, uh, majority of my clientele were in that area. So I was thinking, huh, I could look over there. So I decided to look. And at the time, the owners of this building, I know them because my wife is, she's been working there for like 14 years Mm. now. So when they had the grand opening, there was nothing here, any walls or anything. And I walked up the ramp and I looked over here and I said, holy smokes, these two big windows. I was like, this would be cool being that I'm from the Caribbean and I wanted to have this kind of piratey kind of like, it just all started to marry together. Sure. And then uh, I ended up going and talk with Sean and Jerry. Uh, shout out to Sean and Jerry right now, if you're looking at this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we started to talk and then you know we pulled this together and this has been amazing. This has yeah. been really good. This is a sweet really spot. Yeah, it is cool. So you talked about the name Coven Mill, kind of want a priority to mimic the uh, Caribbean. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean? So it all depends on how you want to say it. Okay. So in my accent, we say Caribbean. Okay. You know, most Americans will say, they will say the same, Caribbean. They say Caribbean or Caribbean. You could either one. Yeah. Same thing. So is um, that where the name kind of came from? So I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, okay. For all of you out there, Trinidad is not in Africa. Let me just. <laughs> okay, I need you to go look at a map and figure this out because, uh, yeah. I've had someone ask me, how does it feel coming from Africa to here? And uh, let's just <laughs> let's just say it didn't go well. I was like, dude. You're not even close. I'm not even close, bro. So anyway. Um, Were you born there? Yes. Born and raised on the playground is where I spend most of my days. <laughs> no, no. I was born and raised there. I came here when I was 19. Wow. Um, so Trinidad is in the Caribbean. Um, it's close to Venezuela. Like you could stand on the end of Trinidad and see Venezuela. Hmm. Why'd you leave? <clears throat> Because essentially everybody in the U.S. is trying to get there for vacation, like, all the time. <laughs> Yo, this dude hit me off, and I had to stop for a minute. I, no, I asked, what, what am I, why did, why did I leave? <laughs> Specifically Buffalo. Yeah, like, yeah. you left the Caribbean. Dude, so, <clears throat> okay, so, I grew up middle class. Okay, let's just, let's just cut to the chase and fix this right now, okay? <laughs> there ain't no suffering down there like that. It's not that, people always think that you're in the Caribbean and you leave, it's like, not every Caribbean island has that uh, devastation and all mm. that kind of stuff, you know? Um, when you do leave and you come to America, there's a lot more opportunities here. Sure. So obviously, I think opportunities was one. Um, secondly, my sister was in school for her residency, and uh, I came over here to help her out a little bit, you know, with her kids and mm. that type of stuff. And, but I, was, I, I always travel back and forth. And then um, I just literally, I was in Boston, Massachusetts, and I just... I fell in love with the place. Like, you know what? It's so cool. Sure. You have diversity of different people from all over the place. And the opportunities are huge. And, um, yeah. Now, the Buffalo thing. Okay, so I have family that's in Buffalo. And I visited <laughs> I visited <laughs> Buffalo. And then when I came here, I had no clue that the snow was this bad. No yeah. clue. I heard it, but I haven't seen. <laughs> and I ended up moving here. And I you know, started connecting with my family here. And then the snow hit. And I started thinking about going back. And then I was like, eh. Stuck around here, and um, yeah, just been here ever since. Met my wife here and everything else. What made your family come to Buffalo? Do you know? I think Canada. I think because Canada is right here. Mm. Okay. Across the border. I believe so. Sure. Um, If I remember correctly, I think that's why. Do you you have a a time frame of when they came to Buffalo? I'm just super curious for like no reason. 70s, 70s. I think somewhere in the 70s. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what mm-hmm. date, but I think it's somewhere in the 70s. I had one aunt that moved, and then the other one moved, 
and then they had kids here, and then everybody's here. So, so did you do barbering back there too, or did you start when you came over? Is that no. co- is that correct? The <clears throat> term barbering? Yes, it is barbering. That's so I learned something. I didn't. Yeah. Don't don't come me. In. I didn't. Yeah, I will come hey, at you. I didn't know that you say hair cutter. People say <laughs> that. Yeah, that's weird. Hair cutter. Like what? <laughs> is that in the dictionary? Hair cutter. I don't know. It's barbering, bro. Like, so it's, yeah. but it is funny. I'm not a depressed barber. I know. <laughs> yeah. Are you a hair cutter? No, I'm not. I'm a barber. <laughs> Now it's master barber. That's a huge thing in, in oh, the yeah. barbering community. Like I don't know what a master barber is. I'm lost. Like you know. Does that just mean you own the shop? I think I it's a certification. Is so it, it does say it so. does say master barber on your license. Mm-hmm. But I think you know I'm not gonna dive into this because <laughs> <laughs> it is master barber. Yeah. I get it. You can say master barber because you do. A wide variety of barbering skills okay. versus just cutting. Um, yeah, like beards and like yeah, beards, shaving, straight blade, all that. Um, we're licensed where we can do facials. We can literally hmm. do that. Hmm. Um, uh, we can color hair. Barbers are licensed to color hair. I don't do it. We color beards. Like there's beard enhancements that you can do. Like I have a a compressor machine there that I could put the dye in and I could airbrush the beard and all that. And oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that done. And it dyes and all that stuff. So there's a wide variety of things that you can do. So I guess that's why it's the master barber. Sure. But it's always been, I've had conversations with different barbers and they're like, dude, it's just, you're just a barber. It's exactly, a yeah. You got a black belt? I said, no, I don't. <laughs> you got a black belt. <laughs> I don't know. You know, hey, don't hurt me. I'm just talking. Take it easy. Right, okay? yeah, seriously. So did you start when you came here then? So growing up in the Caribbean, I grew up on 36 acres of land, farm boy. Um, at that time, my stomach was not giving my foot an eclipse. Now it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so back then, <laughs> I told you it would be bad. Um, so back then, growing up, uh, my stepbrothers in the Caribbean, they're of Indian descent. So growing up on the farm, 400 pigs. I mean, we had goats, chickens. I mean, it was, it was hard work. Mm-hmm. And I grew up hard. Um, and it was to go to a barbershop was like, I don't have no time. Sure. So one day my mom took her and she came and said, here's some clippers. You guys cut each other. So I was like, okay, they're not touching me. I'm going to touch them. I'm going to cut their hair. <laughs> so I just started like messing around with it. And I started to understand, you know, teach myself a little bit. Um, fast forward years later, I've done different jobs. I'm a farm boy. I worked at farms in, in Western New York. Hmm. I've done all that stuff. And I reconnected with a um, childhood friend of mine. And he remembered that I used to cut at home. But my brother's here and neighbors would come by and I'd do it. So he's now a barber in another state. <clears throat> and he asked me, he said, hey, oh, you cutting? And I said, no. He said, what do you mean? He said, there's a lot of money in this if you're a professional barber. I was like, barbers don't make money. He said, dude, are you high? You need to go look. And I went and I looked and I said, Jesus, what? I've been sitting on this the entire time. Wow. Then I decided, I said, okay, I'm going to go to school. So I went to BOCES, um, went there for less than a year, and then you get your barber license. You get your, you finish with the course, and then you have to go do the exam. Mm -hmm. And the exam is practical. Um, It's very serious. I mean, if you drop something and you pick it up, they'll say, all right, you can go home. Wow. It's that serious. And I take this very seriously. So with the cleanliness of the shop, with following all the protocols so we don't have, you know, any type of, like, pathogen transfer or anything mm-hmm. like that. 
I'm very serious with that stuff. I keep it to the T as much as I can, sure. you know? So, yeah. Well, that has to be tough because I feel like nowadays everyone wants a straight razor. Right. And do you, I'm assuming you do the disposable blades, right? We do. Yeah, because the whole strapping, stropping thing yes, went the away, right? Yes, the and the hone, that went away because of the fact of the metal can still be porous to a point. Gotcha. So, uh, if the metal is, has a little bit of, of pores in it or something like that, and let's say you nick someone and the blood's in there and you don't clean it properly, you could transfer that to somebody else. Sure. That's the big, I think that's the biggest part of uh, being a professional barber, and I'm using the term professional barber. Um, once again, I'm not, you know, I'm the same professional barber, is understanding the transfer, understanding the whole um, disinfecting, understanding the sure. whole keeping everybody safe. You have to understand that. Case in point, neck strips. When you sit in a barber chair, they put this white neck strip on yep. you. Some people think it's just so that the cape doesn't scratch your neck. That's not what it's for. It's to create a barrier between that cape and your skin. Oh, I thought it was to prevent hair from getting... That's what no. I thought, too. So this is the deal. So, when, so uh, when a client comes in and you have a cape... Now, here I have tons of capes. So sometimes I say I'm spraying someone and I'm wetting their hair or I'm doing their beard and the cape gets soiled. I'll just take it and toss it in dirty and just get a new one. Hmm. Uh, some you don't have to if you have that neck strip you can put the neck strip on and use that same cape from person to person because mm. that barrier is there gotcha that barrier stops any type of blood or anything like that getting on your skin that's the whole purpose of that so if you go to a barbershop and they and they ain't no neck strip or they put that neck strip on and it's all cockeyed and falling off go to a different barber <laughs> I didn't say nothing. Okay, this guy. Right? <laughs> was that all from Was that all from Bosey's that you learned all yeah. that? Okay. <clears throat> yep, my teacher there. Um, the program that they have it does it covers it covers a wide variety of things, um, and and once you start understanding that how to keep people safe and you and it's serious, mm -hmm. you know, then people see that and they appreciate that. Mm -hmm. They do. They see me do certain things. They see my tools is clean. They see it set up a certain way. They look at that. You know. My hands smell clean. It doesn't mm -hmm. smell like a ham sandwich. All that stuff. No, I'm telling you. I've, I've, I've had it, man. I've sat in chairs, and I could tell you what the barber had for lunch. Right. So it's that type of thing, you know? Your breath, you know, is pop a mint, bro. You're right up on somebody, you know what I mean? Don't mm -hmm. be talking to me and your breath's bad. That, <laughs> right. It's the truth. It hurts your business. It is what it is, you know? That's fascinating. I did not know about that at all. No. So you're, you graduate, I guess, yes. right? So... To chronological order of somewhat degree, because I mean we can literally go off the rails so easy with you, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, which yeah. would be amazing. So <laughs> I'm sure we will, anyways. But we'll just we'll stick to it. So you graduate from Bosies, you get your your little cert, you're all right. juiced up, mm -hmm. and then you tell your friend, childhood friend, I'm cotton. Yeah. Then what? So it was so it was crazy. Uh, the shop that that I started at was on Elmwood. Not with him. Not with your friend from no, childhood. No, 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 no. We you just, just dusted him. Yeah, yeah. yeah we just, <laughs> As soon as he told me, I said, thank you, bro. Peace out. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Yeah, you still talk now. But, it's like <laughs> but uh, so I started to. So one of the good things they had at that program is they had a. Internship? Um, yeah, an internship. So you would go to the internship and you would, you would, uh, you know, you would go to the internship and you get to meet other barbers. You get to meet other um, 
shout out to my man Paul Laurie. I just gotta pull your name out here. Oh yeah, the guy's awesome. Yeah, so he was the one that really uh, at the shop where he was, and the owner over there too. They gave me my start, but he was the guy that really got me in there and start teaching me certain things. So I was in the back of the shop with a mannequin when I was oh, intern. Yeah. I didn't even care watching these guys. And at that time, that particular shop, they had like the A team. I mean, these guys were Jesus, you know. And uh, so Paul would always, I'd be right there watching and everything else. And so then one day the owner comes to me and he says, hey, oh, come here. I said, yeah. He said, give this dude a cut. I said, okay. So I cut him and then he looked at me. He said, right, you're in. I said, I'm in. He said, yeah. And I started working there. <clears throat> um, like I said, I happened across a night shift. Night shift is very lucrative. Hmm. So that's why here we stay open until 10 p.m. at night. I, oh, wow. I love it, yeah. So I'm a savage, you know. I, I got a... Uh, <laughs> I got a backup, but I'm a savage. So we're open 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. I'm here on certain days, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, people come up and they say, Jesus Christ, it's so long. I said, dude, when you love what you do, you don't right. feel it. That's true. I don't. I mean, I don't know how long I'm going to go. You know, just, <laughs> You're right. You know, but um, I love people. I love sitting down and talking to people. I like making, this may sound a little cliche, make people feel good or mm-hmm. look good. But, it, but it's huge because when they walk out of here, they say, dang, dude. Never had that experience. I've had guys come and sit in a chair, and the way I do things or the way that, you know, you taught in school to do things by the instructor and, and BOCES, I've done these things, and before you know what happened, they're like, they're a client. Yeah. You know? So It's a very underrated aspect of the barber that you choose to be able to converse with their clients. Because yes. the you're sitting in a chair for at least, what, a half an hour? Yeah, at least? half an hour, 45 minutes, yeah. somewhere around there, yeah. So, if your barber's not talking to you, that's the most awkward experience of your entire life. Dude, listen. <laughs> I'm going to pause with a weird stare on my face. I hope the camera's picking this up. <sighs> so I used to always say, I used to always say, this is easy. Because it, be, it, it comes so easily to me. Mm-hmm. But another friend of mine said, you need to stop saying it. This is not that easy. It's easy for you. Sure. It's not easy for other people. And you're absolutely right. So I used to say, I don't know what's wrong with these guys. Just talk to them. You know? And I actually had somebody recently come in and he said to me, he said, okay, so what percentage of this is performance? That was a deep question. Like, I've never had somebody ask me that. And I thought for a minute and I said, dude, none. I don't perform. (laughs) I don't. When you sit in the chair, I mean, unless you're really weird. You right. Know I mean, like, you come yeah. out and say, like, your girlfriend's a duck or something. I might just be like, okay. Okay, man. All right. You know, I'm just, I can't relate here. I was, you know. But uh, it's, it's, uh, it's easy for me mm-hmm. where they come in. Hey, man, how's it going? What's happening? This and the other. And I've, I've never really dealt with a client who didn't want to talk. Sure. Mm-hmm. I've had people say to me, or oh, there's clients who don't want to talk. I've never experienced that. I think a lot of that is at Buffalo, too. We just talk. I mean, the whole it city might talks. Be. It might be, yeah, it might be. Everybody talks in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. why I asked you. I was just like, <laughs> who's, your, who, who's your main clientele? Because those people talk. Oh, dude, they, so, so, yeah. And, and this is... <laughs> <laughs> we can say it. It's not that bad. No, it's, no, no, it's, it's true. And the, the, the crazy thing about this is, is this, is that, okay, so as, you're, as you start to do this more, you start to realize that you have a, you start to get a little bit more responsible 
because people open up to you and they tell you sure. things. some things you don't want to hear, some things you, you hear, <laughs> you know, and then you hear it and you're like, huh, and then you give your opinion, but then you learn things too, like literally, you know, and uh, it just helps you to be a better person also as a barber and professionally too. Like when the guy asked me about the performance factor, um, the guys that I have here, I'm always communicating with them. I'm always trying to instill knowledge, whether it's social media, whatever it is that I learn. I, I, you know, I say, hey, and then they tell me things and I learn from them also. But when he, when he talked about the performance aspect, that helped me to now say, okay, I, that's a conversation that I need to have and say, hey, you know, don't perform. Just be yourself. You know, I talk. If you don't, if you're not that talkative, I mean, don't let the dude sit and cheer and you ain't say nothing to him. Right. You know, and, and don't don't be like, hey, what's going on? Not much. And then, okay, take care. See you later. <laughs> this is a big gap, you know. It's So, yeah, but. Well, the, the awkward thing about that, too, is that your hands are mostly under the cape. So, you like, you can't even do anything to preoccupy yourself if you have a barber that doesn't talk to you. You're just literally Damn. staring right in front of you. You have a degree in psychology because I <laughs> never thought no. about that. That is no, but you're right. Yeah, because you're literally you're you're in this space where you're just like this, and it's like hmm. Yeah, there, there's some people though, like you and I've talked about it, where your barber, whoever does your hair, is like the most personable with you because they hear so much of your life that you just want to tell because you're sitting in a chair for a half hour with nothing else to do. Listen, I'm gonna give you this. This is hilarious. So I never really understood the relationship. At one point, the relationship between the barber and the client, until the transition from my old space to here, okay. certain people I got a hold of, certain people I couldn't because I had so many clients, and people were having like they're ready. They, I mean, literally, they're about to have a seizure. Like dudes was like, "Where you going? What's the?" I said, "Dude, okay, give me a. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do." <laughs> Not going anywhere, you're not gonna know. I just need a week. So I was trying to time everything. Because I see some people once every week. I got a guy that comes every week. Really? Yep, every week, every Saturday. Then I got people that come every two weeks, and I got people that come every three weeks, and I got people that come every month. So I had to like try to find that sweet spot to transition so I'm not getting slammed. You see what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. When I hop in here, now everybody's trying to get, you know? So that's when I really started realizing it is. It's sad this way though because we all went we all went to school well most of us went to school um, for barbering and not everybody follows the the map right. that's the sad part and then people are scared to go somewhere else because if my standards are here and I'm telling you it's here mm-hmm. and you go somewhere else and it's not there that's rough yeah you know. Because now you're like paranoid, you're like, oh, I don't know this, I don't know that. I had, a, I had another barber one time, uh, she said something, she said, dang, oh, you're strict. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not. What I'm doing is I'm following the blueprint. Sure. It's a simple, it's, it's, a, it's like you go to see your doctor, he better follow the blueprint. <laughs> right. Or you're going to end up with some implements in you sewn up. <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? He has a blueprint to follow. Like, I have doctors that come here and they tell me they have a nurse that's counting. When they're actually operating and they put the implements down, they count. Oh, really? Yeah, just to make sure it's all back there. 
Because I know, not here, I don't think, but in the Caribbean, I've heard stories of people having stuff left in them. Oh, I'm sure and it's all of a sudden, here. Oh, yeah, and you know what I'm saying? So that's why they turn on and say, okay, what do we have here? Is everything here? It's, they literally count to make sure. Hey, I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying this is what I, so take it easy. <laughs> okay, put that there, but. Wow. So the name Coven Mill, where did that come from? That's did funny. you throw any other terms out there that you wanted? Um, let me see. At one point, I had His Royal Highness's uh, barbershop, and then I changed it on this video. So, um, the cove and the mill. <laughs> Don't say nothing, Tom. Just um, <laughs> the cove and the mill. He's probably been screaming. This I know right now. Right. He's, yeah, he's losing yeah. it right now. Well, it's fine because he's the problem. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> he doesn't know what that means yet, but he will. He will. Um, <laughs> So, this actually used to be a mill, the building itself. Cove was more of a, if you think of a cove in, on an island, it's more of a welcoming mm-hmm. place. Yep. So, historically, coves would have taverns in them. They would have, you know, whatever it is, you know, the ships would dock, all that type of stuff. So, I came up with the cove, and it was cool because we are kind of hidden a little bit. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the mill, so Cove and Mill Barbering mm-hmm. Company. Um, and I also want to create, and we've done that. I can't say I, but everyone that's been here or that's here, they've come alongside me and we've created this environment that makes you think you walked onto something else. Yeah. Like, like, like just the aesthetics, you know, I got like 11 hours of that stuff going of, you know, Greece and the Caribbean and all that stuff. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it creates a different environment. I got the reggae music, the calypso from my country. Calypso music is from Trinidad. Steel drums was made by my country in Trinidad and Tobago. It was never made in Jamaica. Let me just, and it's in the Caribbean, not Africa. Just put that there. Go ahead. Um, so, <laughs> he's just like. So, but, but you mentioned this was a historical building, right? Yes, it was. So, you're, you were limited in what you could really do, per se, correct? Because it's a historical building and there's legal things there in place is. where like you can't mess with the wall so no you no, had to no, leave that no. did you have to leave that exposed yes like okay so then what else did you were you forced to basically keep so the cool thing is is uh the silos at elk street is owned by um uh, young and right architecture so i mean these people are amazing so they literally they were the buffer between me and the historical mm-hmm. so they gotcha. were the ones that did um, when when they, when we started and decided to build everything, they said, "Okay, this is the way that we should do it." Mm-hmm. So that way, we don't run into this, that, and the other. So I really didn't have any, you know. And my wife took lead because mm-hmm. she's head of interior design, so she knew exactly. That's cool. Um, the measurement, the measurements of the chairs and everything are strategic. Um, the codes and everything in here, a lot of the stuff here is energy efficient, so everything is code correct and all that stuff. Um, the wall stuff, yes. Excuse me. Now I think they're not under that historical um, strain anymore. Where now they're doing more signage and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of changes that's coming, even with the brewery that's moving in. So, um, yeah. Where did you source things? You said your wife's an interior designer. So, was it just like, sweetheart, this is kind of what I'm looking for? Like these barber chairs. I've never seen anything like these before. Yeah, right. So, these chairs. So, I literally was looking for vintage barber chairs. And I found some. There was some in California. And my God, they were expensive. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, dude, Jesus. what is it, dude? Is it drive? I'm like, what is this? I was like, no. 
So this company, they're called Keller. They're in New York State. I mean, really great people. So uh, my wife was the one that was looking. She started, um, <laughs> this is all her. I can't take credit for nothing. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd have had like tables with sand in it and yeah. all kind of, she was like, no. And uh, she found this company. We, we went and uh, I saw them at a barber expo, talked to them. And then we turned around and we purchased the chairs. So all of this stuff, everything worked together because um, U-Haul is right across the street. So mm. I was just grabbing stuff and storing it. The chairs, mm-hmm. were, the chairs were delivered and then we put them together and put them in here. But all the other stuff, um, Young and the Right had people um, that worked with them. I had them come in here and make like this counter here. Mm. Um, these uh, station over there, we found that on the marketplace. There's a guy that builds that, so we had that built. Um, and then all of these stations, she found them at a, at a at a warehouse place, and we purchased those. Oh, cool! These warehouse stuff, and uh, it all came together really nice. Yeah, it all it fits does. that vibe. It's really cool in here. Yeah. Wow. That's sweet. So, you get your start, and then you're cranking, and then never left work. No. We have to touch on that because right. your hours were essentially historic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then very well known in the area. Yeah. So it, so it happened where, um, and, I, and I don't know, I know there was some shops that stayed open, but I, I'm not sure. Like I said, I was like a savage, man. I was doing like six days a week and stuff like that. I was doing... Um, Do you have any idea how many hours a week you were working? A hundred? I don't know. Close. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I mean, it was, it was crazy where, like I said, I would come in at a certain time and then I would stay till like 11, 12 o'clock, sometimes 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm over there on Elmwood cutting hair. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not on the schedule. So what would happen was is my last appointment would be like, I don't know, like 11.30 or something like that. And then I'll be, I'll be done cutting that person. And all of a sudden, people are up and down on Elmwood. Someone would, a cab driver would pull up, come in and say, hey, man. I'll pay you if you could shave my head. I'm like, oh my God, my hands, Jesus. I, just, I, said, dude, <laughs> I said, dude, I am so sorry, man. I, I, I don't think I could do this. I'll pay you this. And you're like, you know what, man? Come on, yeah. let's do this. You know? <laughs> and then before you know what happened, you I want, cut him. How much? How much for yeah, shaving your that's head? What, that's what I mean. No, no, no. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. I'm like, you know? And uh, so then I was like, all right, man. So then I did that. And then. Same thing. Someone will walk by and be like, oh, my God, is a barbershop open this late? Yeah. And then the guy would be like, dude, I need a haircut bad. I'm like, well, sit down, man. Let's do it. They're like, it's 1230 at night. I almost want to sit down. And then I would do that. And then before you know what happened, I started to, people started hearing about me. I started to get clients who were doctors because their schedules are so mm-hmm. weird that it was working out. Um, doctors, um, guys who... Um, you know, they work long hours during the daytime. They would book an appointment with me late at night. And so I kept that type of thing when I came here. So when we first came over here, um, I was doing like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., six days a week, bang, bang, boogie. You know, sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I turned around and I was like, I forgot to put a lunch in. I was literally running back there and chugging protein bars and popping back out here. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, dude, what is wrong with you? You're like a savage. And I was like, dude, this is just too easy. I love what I do and it's easy, you know. Now I backed up. Now I backed up, and uh, I have the help, so that you know it kind of works out. So, so we mentioned him, but we should talk about him a little bit more in detail. Who designed your logo? Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna use my accent, Tom Cavanaugh. 
Is that why he put himself in your logo? Is no, he put on? me in the logo. Yeah, yeah. That's what he did. Yes. That's what he did. Dude. 100%. Yeah, sorry, I just yelled. No, you're good. Yes, that is. Yeah. Now I remember. Yes. Yes. That's what he, when he showed it to me, I'm like, why am I in this yes. logo? <laughs> I remember because he told me and then I was like, wait a minute. So yes, that is you. That is correct. Yeah. See, Tom, see. You're always mean to me. Look at me. I'm over here showing people. So, we, we've talked with him a lot about his uh, what he does with the breweries around the area. Yeah. But what was it like working with him on a professional level Dude, to design listen, that logo? This guy is amazing. I had a lot of corny ideas, like just corny. And Tom would be like, no. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely no. It's corny. Are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. I'm talking to you. And he's like, no, no. I had some weird thing about an anchor hanging or something. He said, no, no. He said, you need to say it without saying it. And I was like, okay, all right, well. So then he started doing all these drawings and the renderings and all that stuff. And uh, oh my God, then, he, then, he turned her, <laughs> then he turned her out and he came up, he came up with this one. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> because Tom is so blunt. And like we, no, we know Tom. No, he's hardcore, son. Yeah, we yeah, know Tom very well, obviously. Yes. <clears throat> but like your conversation that you're having with us about working with him is yeah. the same that we went through. Dude, he's but he delivers the best product no, every time. He knows his thing. Yeah. Listen, the amount of compliments I have gotten for this lo- for this logo and even the logo that's the uh, the compass. Yeah. That is just like You know what happens? You sit there and you tell him, these are my ideas. He gives you that blunt, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I will do it this way. Yeah. Just wait. You get the rendering. You look at it and you're like, that's my logo. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you immediately take credit for it. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, check it out. That's what check I meant out. when I was... <laughs> you know, not, even, not even in the yeah. same realm. The anchor hanging was that, Thomas. <laughs> you know? And then he looks at you like... No, but he, dude, he, dude, he nailed it. So when I when I saw yeah. it, I was like, I was like, yo, I was like, dude, that's cool. So, um, great guy to work with. You looking for logos and everything else like that? Talk to this guy, Design and Sarcasm on Instagram. Yeah, he's a riot. Oh goodness, no, he's, he's, he's really yeah, he's really something else. So you had your client over your clients over at your previous mm-hmm. spot. And then you transferred here. How much did that grow? What was the marketing like to get new people in? Was it word of mouth or was... So I'm going to tell you, when we first started, I was literally uh, going off of just common sense. I had... I made mistakes. I had to like bump my head and figure things out. And then now I have a better handle. I can honestly say what has grown the business is not... Marketing is a a certain percentage, but it's it's more word of mouth. Sure word of mouth and the service that you give to your clients mm-hmm. that's it what that's what i've learned from me once again don't you know i don't know what works for you but that's worked for me it was a polish yeah yes <laughs> cut one one polox head I know, I know. that was it that was it and then they turn around and they say hey man this dude put a hot towel on my neck shaved it everything else like that you know come out of here smelling nice you know and it's like they they you know and i tell them thank that's huge too like no one comes in here and leaves without my big mouth saying, hey, dude, thanks for coming by, man. I appreciate it. People literally look. Sometimes it's weird, too. You say it and they look at you like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, I, I honestly feel like one of the only compliments that you can get that nonverbal is when a man, right, mm-hmm. comes in, sits down, 
is very vulnerable. Yep. Tells you his major pain points about his head. I was delivered the wrong way. Look at it. And then it's like, all right, relax. Or there's colics. Tom understands. And then (laughs) they leave the chair and they're strutting. No, you see it. You see it. You You visibly see see a man, shoulders back, and they didn't do that when they walked in. And you're like, what is going on? How many times has that happened in your career where you're just like, I nailed that? A lot. So, but I'm going to tell you this. So, um, everyone make mistakes. Everyone turns around and sometimes someone comes in. I have clients that will, now once again, I'm not sending anybody out here like it's a cat fight. That's the deal. But sometimes they have clients that are like, you know, they're in a hurry. They gotta, so you got to like fly through it. But, you get, but you're making sure that you're giving them the best service that you could give them in the chair. Mm-hmm. There's clients who don't care, you know. And I always say, they'll be like, oh, dude, I don't care. I'll grow back. I was like, uh-uh. Not in this chair. <laughs> I'm like, because you're a walking billboard, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And as barbers, what we do is, so I always tell people this. Barbers critique themselves. A bar, I'll be out and I'll see somebody with a haircut and I'll be like, yo, dude, that's a nice fade. Very rarely I turn around and say, oh, Jesus, that's horrible, you know? Mm-hmm. I've seen it where I've turned around and said, hmm, this guy must have lost a finger. You know, I've <laughs> you know, said stuff like that. I'm sure somebody wants to see me. I'm like, oh, this guy lost two fingers. I don't know. But um, we critique ourselves. But I tell my guys this a lot. When I started off cutting hair at the shop I was at, my skill level was nowhere where it is now or where it was with the other barbers. Where I excelled was in the service that I gave, mm-hmm. the experience. Mm. They sit in a chair, and I'm, I'm funny. I find jokes in almost anything. Sure. You know? So I'll turn around, and they'll say something. I'll be like, Jesus Christ, on my response, and they'll bust out laughing. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, dude, you need to go see O. You need to go see O. I have people come in, and they said. I'm here for the jokes. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, I have nothing funny right now. Let me cut your hair and let's see what's happening, you know? That's something my dad would say. <laughs> Literally doesn't care about the haircut. He's like, I'm here for the jokes. No, it's true. <laughs> make my afternoon. Yeah, make me laugh. I'm sitting in the chair and I'm like, all right, well, you know, let's see where it's going, you know? But, but yeah, so. That's got to be tough, too, because then you're literally on the spot. You're like, I don't know anything about you. We've never met. No, I, don't. I don't know your sense of humor. No. So but, then, I mean, like. Yeah, how long does it take you to get warmed up to somebody? That or do you, is there a process where somebody walks in and then you say, what are we trying to do today? Like, what kind of cut are you trying to get? So, you know what I mean? In, in school, they teach you the client consultation. I have learned uh, that that, and I mean other barbers know this, that is a very, very, very um, integral part of you having someone in the chair. Because you need to be able to communicate correctly. Mm-hmm. They may not be able to communicate correctly. I've had situations where someone is saying one thing, and I'm thinking something entirely different because of how they're saying it, you know? And I'm like, huh. And then I'll say, you know what? Hold on for a second. So I'll go on my phone, either find pictures of what I've done, or I would pull something up, you know, and say, do you mean this? And they'll say, oh, something like that, but a little bit more here. And I said, done. I know exactly what we're doing, you know? Um, you have clients that come in and they'll say, you know, I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. Tom. <laughs> you know? And then I'll turn around. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> uh, people will know who you are at the end of this movie. And, uh, and I'll turn around and say, huh, well, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do a textured crop. Let's do, uh, uh, you know, a mid-fade. 
let you know let's just do a fade all the way up and eliminate some of the hair on the side that's colicky so that way you can mess the top up and it does its thing and it looks a little you know edgy and you know um there are certain haircuts too with guys who work you know they're in offices and big you know they're very 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 particular as mm -hmm. to how the hair must look and all that stuff to me it's always been a thing of where i don't get it but then after a while you get it because it's the environment that they're in and that type of thing so you know and then you learn all the terminologies mm. one terminology in another state may be different from here and somebody says it and you're like i never heard like what is that and then you pull it up oh that's what that is you know what i mean it's something different so so how do you know about new styles that are coming like in like what's in right now so there's so if i were to say what's in right now textured crop has been in for a while ball fades ball mid fades High fades, ball fades have been around since, geez, I don't even know. Yeah. Guys like the clean ball fade. To me, that's so much work, though, because you need to come in, like, every week then. Yeah. yeah. To hold up so, that bald fade. Yeah, but, uh, so the cool thing with a ball fade is, is this. Because because one part of the of the head is is uh, at a zero and is, is completely, mm -hmm. you know, bald, and you fade up into it, when it grows back, you got about two weeks. Okay. You know, you do because it's growing back at a, it's growing back at a certain gradient. It's not all it's, it's different if you do like a one or a two. Now you're going to have a lot of thickness sure. all over because it's all in one even keel. I'm a number guy. That's how I do it. Yeah. Right. So you then, know. yeah. So then if you turn around, it's, it's faded that way. I see you've got about two weeks, you know, and that's that's the time guys come back within two weeks to get it done. You know, it's normal like two to three weeks for most haircuts. Yeah. Two yeah. to three. Yeah, some guys come once a month. I have guys that they will cut their hair, donate it, and I don't see them for like six months. And they come back and the joints along again and they donate it, you know? So people do that also. Do you get people coming in, kind of like we were saying before, where they don't know what they want and you're just advising them on this would look good? Like I, That would be so difficult a lot. to so, do. I've had people come in where they don't know. I've been doing this enough and I've seen different, and I can't take all the credit and say, oh, I've done that, I can see it. No. How you learn is, is you go online and, and you look at mm -hmm. other haircuts, you know. You see what people do. You know, you, it's a constant learning process where you're like, okay, you know what, I saw somebody do this. Huh. That looks like it's better than doing that or whatever. So it is, uh, there's magazines that you can mm -hmm. purchase, um, YouTube. You follow certain uh, barber influencers, mm -hmm. you follow them, you can actually start to see what they do, see the different hairstyles. Um, I like when someone comes in and they sit down, I feel like I'm playing a little bit, like they come and they sit down and they say, dude, I don't know. What really blows my mind is when they have people, what they come in and they said, I've been a, a barber for God knows how long, he left and moved out of state or whatever, and he's always done this. Do you have any suggestions? And I said, dang. This dude has been with this dude this long and he's never even tossed him something different, yeah. you know? So I, I do that. I will say, hey, man, you know what I think will look better? Now, sometimes there is none of that. There's, <laughs> there's, there's certain hair types you just like, mm-mm. I'm not even going to attempt that. Like, and head types, right? Like, yes. can your head dictate what haircut you can't have? Oh, no doubt. Yes. I'll yo, yo. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um... Yeah, some people, their scalp might be wavy. If I might use that term, it might be pleated, hmm. you know? Their uh, scalp? Yes, their scalp itself. It would look like a... 
I mean, the only way I know to get waves is from a do-rag. Nah, bro. Now, I ain't talking about them kind of waves. Okay. I'm talking about the meat in the head. Like, case in point, the back of mine, I got two hot dogs. They're right there. Some of us have the hot dogs in the back, okay? So, um, so I got the hot dogs, right? Checking to see if I do. <laughs> <laughs> Derek's going to start like doing like, 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 Yeah. Um, He's going to start doing neck, neck rolls in the gym. He's like, got to get rid of it. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> I'm yeah, getting Tom, it. Don't talk. Don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> it's like... It's like... Uh, yeah, so the, so you'll have you know like the hair the head will go like this and then it'll go in and then you have like you know you have like mm-hmm. you know and then you have guys who their actual scalp is pleated and That's, this is this I, is a, this is across the board like literally like when I say pleated the skin actually um, is folding kinda gotcha and now a client like that unless they say they want a ball fade I would turn around and advise against that depending on how sensitive they are. Some guys don't care, you know. Or I would look at it and say, man, dude, I don't know if we should go that low. Or if I do fade and I know that the pleating, the pleating starts here, then I would make sure when I fade, I'm fading way lower. Sure. So when I get to that point, I could leave enough hair that it conceals that. So you don't see it as much. But it does. Then you have, uh, you have people who their, their head may be larger, mm-hmm. you know. And it might be bulging on the side. Like, I've seen it. Whereas, you know, and now you're like, man, I don't know if I would fade, ball fade that. I might just turn around. Yeah, because then it looks like you're, <clears throat> yes. yeah, just. So, it's out. so now you run into a, I can, but the question is, is it going to look right? And then the bigger question is, does this client really know how to style it? Sure. So I have guys that come in and they say, geez, dude, I wish you were at home with me in my house. And I'm like, really? It's, I when you do it you made it weird and I go yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know I'm right there. I just come out with the stand right here and go back in you know so, so it's like like a closet just close the closet yeah, yeah just, I come out on this thing and go back and uh, but they will say to me and I'll say I'll say man I used to be like dude it's easy but then I was like oh no I'm standing up over you so it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different than you doing it yourself so you want to you're thinking about cutting it that it's easy it's easy for them to style they might case you brought up a good point they might be a get up and go type person mm-hmm. okay well how do i eliminate you know they don't like the hair touching the ears or around the ears. okay eliminate all that fade up into it cut the top to a certain level if it's really colicky and you use texture powders different there's different things you can use that will give you an edgy look or give you more of a slick look you know whether it's a, a, a different type of pomade or something of that nature so so you come here again you're by yourself. How do you, at what point did you start assembling a team? And how do you even do that as a barber? You know, so that is an age old question. <laughs> it is, it is, it is, it is, for some people is, for, okay, so I know barbers that they've been able to assemble a team like that. Mm-hmm. Um, assembling a team, if I may be totally frank and honest, and Tom, um, assembling a team, it gets a little bit difficult because you have to get the barbers to buy into your vision, mm-hmm. see, and buy into your process, not so much of the, the way that they may get to a certain haircut, 
Like, I don't dictate none of that. Like, I will show you my way and I'll say, but if you have a different way, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Just so long as the product comes out the way it should and it's, it's in par. But uh, when I say for them to buy into, buy into the vision and the professionalism of what you do and not so much be bumping heads. Sure. You know? And that is a, that is a process that I'm still learning. I can honestly say that. Um, but I am not going to compromise. I'm not compromising the service or the vision. Mm -hmm. I can't. Because of the fact of, um, I was just having this conversation the other day. And once again, guys, it's just me. Sorry. Um, let's say I have barbers here and, and I decide, okay, I always use this analogy. I say, I'm the captain. And then you have crew members. Mm -hmm. Everyone gets the same respect and everything else. But I am the captain. I'm the one that has the boat. Right. I'm the one that's got the parrot sitting on his shoulder. I'm the guy. <laughs> so the crew members could always leave and go on another ship. So I have to make sure that whatever is the whole overall vision of the captain stays in place. Because then when the crew members leave, if you start dancing around with all of that, it could turn into a mess. Sure. And now when they leave, you're left holding this mess because you compromise your values. So I take that to heart, you know, to make sure I do everything Jeez. the way it should be done and that type of thing, so. That's wild. That's a really good way to put it because you are basically leaving what you want. It has to be what you envision it because you can easily turn it completely upside down if you start letting other people run that ship. Right, and it's not control. So let me, let me explain, it's sure. not control. Tom, it is not control. Okay. <laughs> no, it, you're, not it's not. Yeah, it, you're really you're making sure your ship stays on its its own route. Thank you. You're not That's trying right. to add routes to your no your repertoire. No. no because so you're turns. going point A to point B. You're not going point A to E, and Thank then you. you're going to throw in an H. That's no, too much. It's too much. So if somebody wants to go and check out a different route and island hop, by all means. That, by all means. This is where my by ship is going. Means. Barbados is right there. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, but it is. But but it is. It is. It is a difficult thing to do, and I'm still learning that process. I have mentors that I meet with and talk to different guys, and they really help me out with that. So yeah. So now you have two women that help you here. Yes. Full time or part time? Full time. So I have uh, Cassie. Uh, Cassie is amazing person, really nice. Mm -hmm. um, she's she's a cosmetologist licensed, um, but I mean, really, really, she's funny. She's a really nice person. And then um, just recently, I have Abby, and Abby has been in the business longer, like six years. She's uh, she's ran a a, a shop. Um, she's a cosmetologist and a barber, so she's dual licensed. And really all around good person, funny as heck, just hilarious. I'm laughing now. I'm thinking she's just, just hilarious. But they, but they I, I really, really appreciate them because they see the vision. They understand it. They love the place. They come in and they say, oh, my God, this place is so cool. And that's what you want, mm -hmm. you know. You want everybody to be happy. You want everybody to. I, I always say, dude, so my teacher in school, and he's going to laugh if he sees this. He, uh, he always says, I just want to cut hair, bro. Just cut hair. That's all I want to do, bro. Just cut hair and talk to my clients. And that's what it is. You don't want to have to cut hair and then, you know, get into it with this one. Don't go to Barbados. No, we're not going to Barbados. We're staying on the course of Trinidad. I'm not going over there. To see, you know, that type of thing. It's just let's work together, do what we got to do, 
give clients a service that they deserve mm-hmm. because they're paying for it. Mm-hmm. No one wants to pay for a haircut and then come out of here looking like somebody beat you with a stick. Right. You know? Um, and is that is that I'm using the term again, it's that simple, but I'm realizing it's not that simple for sure. a lot of people, but it's that simple. So how can people find you and do you have any availability within the next like four years for somebody to come get a haircut? <laughs> so so I have I have in the next four years I do have that. I do have um, so they can follow me on Instagram and it's oral O R A L dot Roberts um, or Cove and Mill at Cove and Mill Barbering on Instagram. Facebook, same thing. Um, the shop is seven one six six two five Cove, C-O-V-E, that's 2683. I'm using my professional voice now. And uh, we're open till 10 p.m. at night. 10 p.m. at night. What days? The days that we're open are Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. You almost got me, dude. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you book online? Yes, you're an amazing guy. You can book online. If you go on um, any one of the social medias, I have everything connected. So you could just click and it'll go to the link tree and it'll show you everything there. Um, you could click and um, if you Google us on um, Coven Mill on Google, will pop up and then you could just click book now and there's all, all of the services that's there. We don't just cut hair. We do um, hot towel facials. We do full facial shaves, um, a bunch of other stuff that we do. So you could just go on there and look and uh, book, book an appointment. And what payment methods do you accept? You know, it's funny you said that. Doubloons. Uh, I take the doubloons. No. Uh, we, so, no, so we do, um, we have a point of sale. We do uh, credit cards. Um, straight cash, cash. Straight cash, you know, whatever. You know, we'll make it work. It's, Full Randy Moss. Yeah, you know, whatever it is, what you got. I'm not into Bitcoin yet. Just, uh, I'm a little worried about this Bitcoin. Has anybody ever given you a check? No, I don't think so. <laughs> what do I make this out to, sir? No, that no, would be no, his. No. St- I could only picture no. your reaction to that. No. If somebody was out a checkbook, dude, I, I don't know what I would do. I would just, I would <laughs> take it. I would take it. I would take it. I yeah. would take it. I would like hide all the numbers on it. I'd put it up there so that I could say <laughs> someone gave me a check. It's right there, and I never cash it. It's just sitting right there. That's awesome. Well, Oral, thank you so much for thank talking you, with man. us, man. We really appreciate it. We this is such a sweet spot. I yeah. appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys, man. Guys, follow these guys. You know, look them up. Uh, what's your handle again? I keep Buffalo Happy Hour Twelve. Buffalo, Buffalo Happy, Happy Hour Twelve. Check them out. Get in touch with them if you have a business and you want these guys to come to you. There you go. I like that. Make sure you contact them. It's that easy. I think that's the first time anyone's ever done that. Yeah. Well, you know, not, it's, not even Tom. It's funny you that's said true. that. Let's talk about Tom for a minute. <laughs> Not really. Thank, thank you very thank much. You, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you, man. Of course. Take care, guys. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.